This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eating Dirt. What, you think you're better than me? That you don't eat dirt? Fuck you. Being an actor is the first thing that I remember wanting to do in life. I remember at 14, 15 years old, watching some classic films and being so incredibly inspired by them and saying to myself, one day I want to come close to doing something that good. So I think that that thirst or that drive to just achieve what I believe is something as good as, you know, those heroes that I have is what continues to make me want to uh, want to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that was written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. I am Zach, joined oh, always like by Frank. Hi. And we are- We have made it to number one. Number one for acting chops. We're here. Mine is the guy who plays Gibby on iCarly. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. My guy, mine's the one that plays the ostrich on iCarly. <laughs> Good acting, those two. <laughs> you know there's like a whole thing where if you Google Gibby, it says that he caused 9-11? No. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. There is something that I saw where if you Google Gibby. Oh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a right. fun time. That is a good time. So here we are, guys. Number one, down to our best picks for actors. Yeah. And am I going first? Yeah, man. It's your, Ooh, your, okay. You're the start. So I had to leave it up to somebody that has been really well known for the past like two decades who really hasn't like missed a beat at all. For what he's done and has made some of the more memorable films, I would say, like in the past two decades. And that would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Number one, huh? Yeah, I mean. That's. I mean. It, yeah. It's true, though. I, 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 mean, don't, like, I don't disagree. I, I, I went, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, I went on like this, like. I, there was a period of my life where I just didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio. Because of the dad bod? No, because I was just like, I don't understand why everyone's like so gung-ho about him. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just like, all the girls were like, oh, he's so pretty. I don't think he's that good looking. He's not I, I don't think he's really? the most, I don't think he's the best looking guy, Mm-mm. but whatever. That's fine. Um, that has nothing to do with his like acting capability. But the, my first, uh, in like where I really kind of realized how good of an actor he was, was in Martin Scorsese's Aviator. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen that movie, but my God, the man just, I mean, he disappears into the role. I mean, it's so, so good. And that's the thing with him is like, he's so good at like splitting the personality of the actor and the person. Mm -hmm. Like every role that he does, he just gives it his all to whoever he's playing just to name like the movies that he's been in. So like his first film in 1993, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Like he plays, I, w- I would say like what, special needs? Yeah. He, w- he plays like a special needs kid and his brother is Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> apparently, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, apparently Johnny Depp like tortured Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. on the set of that movie. But you know what though? He says like it was one of the most fun performances that he's ever done. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp is like, I just, I just was a dick to him. <laughs> <laughs> he actually left him in the bathtub overnight. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, but just that alone, like your first performance and like you give it all to that. Some of the other films, like, I mean, most recently, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. who I previously mentioned beforehand, but did. DiCaprio takes the cake. 
uh, Wolf of Wall Street, that was the first film in 2013 where I was like, Leonardo DiCaprio is the fucking man. He's the fucking man. Like, he is so fucking cool in Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> and he plays the role so well. Yeah. Obviously, everybody talks about Inception in 2010. The uh, Revenant. Yeah, The Revenant, which was... His finally, one and only. <laughs> yeah, finally something. For, I really thought he was going to win it for Wolf of Wall Street. I thought he was going to win it for Wolf of Wall Street as well. But nope. Um, and then The Great Gatsby. I didn't like yeah. the film, but I liked his performance yeah. in the movie. Shutter Island, 2010. Shutter Island's... Re- I, think, yeah. I think that's also Scorsese. Shutter yeah. Island's so good. And then, of course, Django Unchained. Django one of, Unchained. One of your favorite performances ever. Yeah, I mean, literally... Calvin Candy mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movie characters ever, and Leonardo DiCaprio playing him is just, perfect. in my opinion, one of the best performances that's been like put onto screen. Mm-hmm. I will stand by that statement. I really truly believe that Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained is by like hands down. I don't know, whatever, if you want to make a, a list, like, top 10 performances ever, like, in all of, like, American cinema. It's him. DiCaprio is in there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, too, like, even just with that scene of, like, smashing the glass and, like, still just performing with it. Yep. Like, still just going on with the scene, not taking a cut because he cut open his hand. Yeah. And then just adding that into the character mm-hmm. where the next scene when he's writing, he's signaturing uh, on the piece of paper mm-hmm. and he's got like the bandaged up hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, leave that in. I want to leave that in. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the way that he performs. Plus two, I found out while looking up like everything with him. Did you know that he's producing in 2021 a live action version of Akira? No. Yeah, so when I found that out, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Nobody really needs this. But fuck it, right? Yeah, but fuck it. But fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's a few things that, like, just really set him apart. And that is, like, his performances that he brings to the table. He does... We talk about method acting a lot. And I think that's where we kind of, like, gravitate towards for, like, actors, where we really like them. I I think that, like, the only way to be a truly, truly, like, great actor, you have to have some type of method. Like, Mm -hmm. there needs to be a method, you know? You can't... No, there is really, in my opinion, a great, a truly, truly great actor... Who who just reads the lines and then just comes in and then like doesn't think about the character, just memorizes the lines and comes in and just does it. Like yeah. no, there is no such like you know what I mean. Like yeah, you, you can, can't you do can that. tell you can tell when they're not as dedicated to the role. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why like with him, like he really dedicates himself to each role. Yeah, and he really picks a part where it almost doesn't even feel like method acting. It just feels like he is that character. Yeah, and that's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of facts too. His favorite actors are Robert De Niro and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen the previous episode where we talk about Robert De Niro, please pause this. <laughs> Go listen to that podcast. He's the man. And he's what was he? My number two, right? Yeah, yeah. my number two. He's so fucking good. De yeah. Niro is so good. He's he, so cool, man. I know. Like, I know. He's. So, I, I want to just. Ah, oh, I love De Niro so much. He's so cool. He's awesome. Did you know though that Leonardo DiCaprio has a Dutch song? Made about him. A Dutch song? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, So it's yeah. called Ikban Belfit Op Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And that was no, me butchering Dutch. No, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with your speakers. <laughs> that is, uh, That was just Zach speaking Dutch. That's just Zach <laughs> really not knowing the language. But the song in English is I'm in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that is. Uh, he's an environmentalist too, he's which very much. Yeah, he really it. like any chance that he gets to really like promote like saving the earth, mm-hmm. he will do so. Yeah, and I think that's cool. I mean, yeah. like he's he's very humble in the fact of being an actor. Where like in a lot of interviews, he talks about where he just wants to like give something back to people and just have them remember something. Like he doesn't care that like. He's famous. He says, like, the worst thing about, like, being famous is that everybody thinks that you're either stuck up or that you don't care. And he is willing to, like, go and talk to fans and, like, have conversations with them. Yeah, yeah. And he he understands, too, where it's, like, if you're famous, you have to have some period of time where you're not famous. Because then you do feel humble in the end of the day where it's, like, okay... I know what I've had and I know what I have now and I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. In 1994, he was the seventh youngest actor in history to be nominated for an Academy Award, which is insane. Like there's not. Yeah. Name one person you know that does that. My dog. No, uh, you know uh, but you know, you know, you know what's a really, I don't know if it was the newest, I don't think it was the newest Mm -hmm. uh, where what's his name won uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No, it wasn't, but there was a speech in which Joaquin like got up on stage after he won an award and he was talking about how everybody was just like, like when, when Joaquin was like going in for like roles and like mm-hmm. going in for uh you know, he like, Oh man, I got like my first like gig or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and there he would come in and they would, everyone would just be like talking about like, everyone would be like talking about this kid, this kid, everyone would be like, w- like all the producers, all the, everyone are just like, like this guy, this guy, this guy, you guys, and it was Leonardo DiCaprio and like, every like he didn't like every role that like everybody just wanted to have DiCaprio in their movies so I mean when you're when you're like 17 and everyone just fucking just like is like oh we need DiCaprio he's our guy (laughs) like you know I mean obviously he's clearly saying something yeah absolutely and then something to note too like he's possibly like the only actor to play a character in almost every decade spanning the last 165 years so between all of his roles, he's played some character of a specific decade. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah, and and then like I don't know any other actor that has really, because he really kind of has played like something in every decade that there is. What about when What about when Brad Pitt was playing Benjamin Button and was reversing in age? So technically, he. So he went, was 165 years old. He went well. He went like the span of almost 100 years, and then went backwards another 100 years. So he came he went 200 years. So he came out the mom, 100 <laughs> years old. So that's interesting. I I want to know that side of that. Story. I don't know what I don't actually. I don't remember Benjamin I've, Button. I, I haven't seen Benjamin. No, I, Button. I remember watching like a few like I just remember Brad Pitt being really tiny in it. Yeah. Like he was just yeah, I remember that, guy. where it's like he's just all shriveled up and old when he first he's gets like, in. I remember when they first invented chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, baby one bottle. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall, like, just Leonardo DiCaprio. He's great. He really is. I, he, I, I think it's a deserving spot. Yeah, I mean, like, he is one of the few actors where it's like, I am very interested to see, like, what he does next. And, like, if he has a name attached, like, if he's attached to a role 
I'm interested in what that role is and mm-hmm. what the movie is about yeah. because of him. Yeah. And I will leave you on a quote, Frank, as always, where he said in an interview, you learn after you've been in the business for a while that it's not getting your face recognized that's the payoff. It's having your film remembered. Mm-hmm. And that's Leonardo DiCaprio. And that's why. And he also, he only dates twenty-year-olds. He only dates twenty-year-olds, <laughs> and he he's got a dad bod, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got an okay beard. Yeah, not great. It's not the best. <laughs> it could be better. Uh, so Frank, our criteria: who can grow the best fucking beard out there? If you can't, you're not involved in this. Uh, all right, <laughs> time to put down your bottles, I'm, babies. I'm very excited because. I feel so strongly about this man. I, of course, had no other choice but to choose Daniel Day-Lewis. Rightfully so. I not only not only is he my favorite actor, I would argue that he is the greatest actor to ever have acted. Honestly. He's great in his roles. He is on a different level than any other actor, in my opinion. I don't think... I don't think anyone comes even like even comes close. And one of the great things about it is his mustache. Oh man. He, oh, well, speaking boy. of great beards, homeboy can yeah. grow probably one of the best. See, beards. That's why like, <laughs> he met the criteria of number one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one interesting thing is if you asked somebody to do an impersonation of, let's say Morgan Freeman, Somebody can do it. Right? I can do that very well, Frank. <laughs> if you say do an impersonation of Brad Pitt, of anybody, most of the times you can do it. If you tell somebody to do an impersonation of Daniel Day-Lewis, most likely they're going to do an impersonation of a character that he played because the only film that Daniel Day-Lewis really ever like used his actual like real voice and didn't change it in some way... Mm-hmm was for Phantom Thread, his most recent film, the one that he kind of said, I'm not acting anymore. Mm-hmm. That was it. So, I mean, the simple fact that he's able to pull that many voices and and have that kind of control yeah. for his the entire length of his career is absolutely insane. Well, that's what I love about him too is like he's so private like with his actual life. Oh man, you 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 he, I mean he lives you in New York City. Yeah, you have no idea like what he's doing on a daily basis. Yeah. And what I love about it is kind of opposite of what Leonardo DiCaprio is where Leonardo DiCaprio is willing to like go out and like talk to people and everything like that. Daniel Day-Lewis is very private because he wants his body of work to speak more than who he is as a person. Yeah. And he wants to be more known for like what he's played and less about like his personal life. Yeah. And I like that about him where like he's really just sacrificing it all just for his performances. I mean, we again, we spoke about method acting Mm -hmm. and Daniel Day-Lewis is, if not the most famous method actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know anybody else that you can say is more known for their method acting. So when he played... Christy Brown in My Left Foot, which I'm not sure if, you're, if you've seen. but I've he, seen very limited amount of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis performances. But what so, I've seen, I've loved. So in, uh, in My Left Foot, he plays a guy who has like cerebral palsy. And the only thing that he can control, it's based off of a truth. Like it's a real guy. He was a real man. Um, the only thing that he can control is his left foot. That's like the <laughs> only thing that he actually has control over. That's not funny. I don't know why I chuckled I, there. <laughs> and um, 
he ends up learning how to paint with his left foot and creates like gorgeous paintings with his left foot. And again, this is a real man that happened and it's like a biopic. Daniel Day-Lewis was basically in a wheelchair for the entirety of the movie Mm -hmm. and stayed like that always. So like when they would say cut, he would just stay like that. And it got to the point where they, where the people on set would have to spoon feed him like his lunch because he wasn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't break character. His, his manager came to the set one day and was trying to like get, like talk to him about things and his manager couldn't couldn't even talk to him because of how like distorted he was like making himself speak and how like he was just all contorted and whatever. And his manager was just like, "All right, well, we're not getting anywhere. I'm just gonna go now. Like, like this isn't. We might as well just shoot the movie." <laughs> so yeah, um, he played. Uh, he was in a movie called The Last of the Mohegans. Yes, that and I know. Of. He he really did learn how to like hunt and track and skin animals. Um, for Bill the Butcher, he went to Italy for like a year and yeah, which you became, on. became a butcher. There will be blood. He actually well, owned an oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if he did anything when it comes to like the method for There Will Be Blood. Who um, cares? That was the best performance. Yeah. Um, in the name of the father, he where whereas he played a guy who was like in prison. Mm-hmm. He actually went into a real prison and stayed there for uh, for two nights and two days. And they and he ref, they he told them not to feed him or give him anything to drink, so he just stayed in that cell. And then after he got out of the cell, he then had real like PIs come in and interrogate him for like eight or nine hours straight, just nonstop. Insane. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's too much. It's too <laughs> yeah. too much. Um, but he, he gives it his all to yeah. the roles. Uh, in. The Crucible, where he, I don't know if you, I think I everyone, have, I forgot that he was in the Crucible. Yeah, so he Holy was, shit. so he was in the Crucible. He ended up like, like living out in like a farm in the middle of nowhere and just started like tending to crops and stuff, just very much like living in that time era. He basically like stopped bathing and everything. He got really, really sick when he was playing Lincoln and actually almost died mm-hmm. because uh, he was refusing to take medicine because during Lincoln's <laughs> they era, they, they, they didn't have like that type of modern medicine that we have today. Jesus Christ. Um, for the movie The Boxer, he actually trained like a real, real boxer for like three years. And he was training with like a legitimate, like a guy who actually was a boxer for like for his career. And at the end of it, he was just like, if Danny Day-Lewis really wanted to, like he could actually become like a legitimate boxer now. Like he like really, really knows like his technique. Like he's like a legit boxer. And again, there'll be blood. The performance alone is just, in my opinion, that's first off, that that is my favorite character Mm -hmm. in a film along with being my favorite film ever. Um, And any time, every time that movie comes on, I just get taken away. Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to watch it. If it's on, I'm going to watch it. And it's, it's only because of Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, I mean, it's so, so good. It's just perfectly paced. It's perfectly It's a perfect acted. movie. Yeah. <laughs> the settings are gorgeous. Oh, it's so good. Paul the, Thomas Anderson, man. Yeah. Unbeatable. Like, everything Unbeatable. about it is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so six uh, Oscar nominations, won three of them. And they were all for Best Actor. So he never, he, you know, there was nothing less, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Best Actor for him playing Abraham Lincoln, which I'm not sure if you saw Lincoln, but it's so good. I believe it's a Spielberg movie. Ooh. It's so, so good. Weird. My Left Foot, where he played Christy Brown, and mm-hmm. then he won uh, for Daniel Plainview and uh, There Would be, be Blood. Of course. Absolutely. Oh, God. 
I, the thing is, like, if you ask me, like, hey, Frank, like, what would be, who would be, like, the one actor that you'd want to, like, sit down and have a conversation with? I don't think I would say Daniel Day-Lewis. Because you're just so nervous and starstruck. No, no, not even that. I mean, yes, but also the simple fact that Daniel Day-Lewis is very, very intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a very, very well-read, very, very intelligent man. I mean, you watch interviews with him and just the words that he was like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but damn, it sounds good, you know? (laughs) Like, um, he's just so, so intelligent. And I think he's, I think it's to the point where, like, He's almost too intelligent. Like, I don't think I could have a conversation with him. Like, I would just feel he hangs really... out with Stephen Hawking's only. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, but he's he is one hundred ten percent my favorite actor. Him is Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. Yeah, in Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. is one of the coolest characters. He's got the fucking eye that's like uh, it's a fake eye, and, mm-hmm. but it's got like the American uh, like the American flag with the eagle yep. on it. And then he, there's that when he's uh when he's like talking to Leonardo DiCaprio, he's like telling him a story, and he takes the fillet knife and he like taps himself on the eye with it. Oh God! Again, <laughs> I know I say it all the time, but man, I'm I have an erection right now because it's just so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, him playing Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. I sit here and I will I will argue up and down that it is probably one of the greatest performances ever. I mean, the whole. Uh, I have abandoned my child uh, scene. I've abandoned my boy. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there ever will be another actor like him. Mm-hmm. You know, he he came to the where uh, he he had like a, a quote where he basically said that everyone kind of like asks him like why you why would you put yourself through this like all of this pain and agony and and like those transformations and all that like why do you do it so much and he basically was just like for everybody else it seems like it's like hell on earth but for me it's nothing but pure pleasure Mm -hmm. and i don't know i find that interesting you know when he won i believe it was for there will be blood he thanked his wife Mm -hmm. because she he basically said like that that um you know throughout their entire marriage she's had to deal with living with multiple men Mm -hmm. because even at home, he doesn't break character. Yeah. So for a good year and a half or however long it took to, you know, uh, film uh, Gangs of New York, she was living with Bill the Butcher. Mm -hmm. Like that was who she was living with. She lived with Daniel Plainview. She lived with all of these characters. Um, She actually made, she actually, she's a director. She actually made a movie called The Ballad of Jack and Rose. Mm -hmm. And she, she, of course, she was like, hey, I'm going to make Daniel Day-Lewis the star. So, <laughs> so like, but like, it's ironically. Now you're supposed to play a loving husband <laughs> to me. Yeah. Nan, go. <laughs> so This um, will take four years to film. <laughs> so um, he ended up like, actually, that was like the one time that he actually like didn't like stay, like go home with her. Like mm-hmm. at night, he actually like just had a cabin in the middle of like nowhere. And he just like lived there because his character was supposed to be like very isolated. And like, mm-hmm. so he just kind of felt like that would help him like feel that way is if he's not going home with anybody and he is just being alone by himself in this actual real life isolation. Um, it's, there's nobody else like him. I mean, there really, really is nobody else like him. Plus he's just so handsome. Yeah. I think he's so good looking. I'm like, God, I just wish I looked like you. <laughs> I wish I had that. Just I wish shave, I could grow that show, beard. Shave your beard and then just leave the mustache. It's so good. Hit yo, the build a butcher mustache. Oh, the, where it twirls at the oh, end. Oh, oh, give me that. I but want his that. hair in that though. 
well, it's just greasy. It's just yeah, so greasy. I know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the, but the way that he dresses is so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I love that movie. I mean, I, again, I've, I've had my, my little issues with that movie because, again, I always say that there's too much Cameron Diaz in that film. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, Martin Scorsese can't really go wrong. Scorsese doesn't make bad movies. And DiCaprio's in it. DiCaprio is in it. Oh, our, two of our, our number ones are both. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Actually, I forgot about that. DiCaprio's really good in, um, mm-hmm. in Gangs. And Scorsese did it? Yeah, Scorsese made it. And he made it into your um your Scorsese directors. Scorsese made my top five. Yeah, he was... Uh, Scorsese was what? Number... I don't two? Know. I think he was number two. He's yeah. so good. All the dots are connecting. Oh, everything. It's all... Uh, do, you know, do you know the seven... I, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I think it's called like the seven circles of Kevin Bacon or something like that. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I brief... Well, kind of. I know something like that. It's something... I don't know exactly if it's called the seven... Star- it's something where basically it's like... You... Kevin Bacon knows seven people no, that no, you know seven no, people. No, 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 no. It's like if you, you can start with like any movie at any point in like the world mm-hmm. and within another seven movies, you can find your way back to somewhere Kevin Bacon is like in that oh, movie. Really? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, okay, so this person directed, I so like, mm-hmm. like we're on this movie, right? It's mm-hmm. like this person directed that movie. Okay. So what else, what other movies did that person direct? Okay. So that person directed this movie and then, and then it just like, you can just kind of like go around and it always somehow leads back to Kevin Bacon being in a movie. Uh, what if I start on tremors? <laughs> what if we start on Footloose? Whoa, Kevin <laughs> Bacon's in this. <laughs> what else has he done? Tremors five. Um, anyway, back to day Lewis. Yeah. He's the greatest actor to ever live. And He's great. I will fight you. Tooth and nail on that. I I don't think there will be anybody ever greater than him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, some honorable mentions. Natalie Portman. For the last few years that she's done. I, I, I really, really like Natalie Portman a lot. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Is very good. Um, you know, I don't I didn't make a list of honorable mentions. I'm just going off the top of my head here. But uh there again, there's nobody like quite like Daniel Day Lewis, but um you know what I think has a bright future too? Rami Malik. I could not. I don't care about him. I think he he's got something that will happen. I guess. Mr. I, Robot. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was Freddie Mercury. I never saw that movie. It was all right. Uh it it kind of took a lot of liberties with how Queen actually operated and like what points and where cuz they set it up where it's like the live aid was supposed to be like the big payoff. Yeah. But like in actuality they had done Live Aid, and then he had kind of gone and done his own thing. Yeah. And then come back. So, I mean, it was just all to, like, make it pleasing as a film. Yeah, Sasha Baron Karen was supposed to be, like, the, the main guy. Yeah. And then he, and then he denied it because he was like, this sucks. Yeah. And he was like, this script is awful. He was like, if you let me... Ima- ima- yes, ima- I remember that. Where imagine it's like- the guy who played Borat. <laughs> telling let you direct this he was like no, i don't think he said let me direct this i think he was just like let me write the screenplay because yeah. he, he was like, like let me edit the screenplay. he was like this is not good guys and because he wanted to go a much darker route he wanted to go into like the drug abuse and like the the homosexuality and like yeah. all of that because he's freddie mercury had like a weird life oh yeah he had a um, bizarre world so and they were just like no so then they went with remy but but He's hey, fine. he actually played a really good role. If if nothing else out of the film, I liked him as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Again, I never saw it, so I couldn't I couldn't uh, tell you. But yeah. Danny Day Lewis played the guitar, though. Yeah. Movie, so. <laughs> so and he, obviously, and he just really melted into it. So uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Similar to what you said though about like DiCaprio, where it's like you don't feel like Daniel Day Lewis is acting. It always just feels like they are that, that character. He is that man, mm-hmm. um, and he's gonna forever be my favorite actor. I think. 
and I don't think anyone's ever going to take away There Will Be Blood either. Like, I think that's forever yeah. going to be my favorite movie, my favorite character, my favorite performance, everything. So, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Awesome. Recommendation, Zach? I have one. Okay. Um, so, I know I, I perceive myself as a cold-blooded murderer, hard, hard man inside, but deep <laughs> down, there is a child in there, and... Something that I would like to recommend where it just ended and it, it kind of leaves me like with this void almost because I've been watching it for the past like two years now and you might know what it is, but you probably hate it. Uh, and that is Rebecca Sugar's Steven Universe TV show. I heard of it. I know of it. It's all about like the, the gems. Yeah, it's lesbian rocks. Okay. Kind of, but it's awesome. Okay. I, I like for a... a kids show to get so like heartfelt and like deep dive into like such emotional things Mm -hmm. it's all about like this boy steven and he has three gems as like his kind of protectors and like to teach him about like life and everything like that and it's very light-hearted but at the same time too it touches on like actual real life issues Mm -hmm. like depression anxiety uh, loneliness, yeah, sexuality, like death, right? Yeah, so a I, little bit. I, I do. I think I know something. Like I know there's like some stuff that happens with like his mom, like his mom. He is his her. mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's uh, a whole well, spoiler alert. <laughs> that's a whole podcast just dedicated to that. But I have been through Steven Universe from the beginning, and I absolutely adore this show. I saw the movie. I watched the recent show Future. I absolutely love it. There hasn't been really anything in the past couple of years, like TV show or like movie wise, that have brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. And multiple occasions, this show has brought me to tears. Yeah. And whether it be the songs or the the actual dialogue that's taking place, it's an absolute joy of a TV show. And for a kid show to really do something like this, I commend them. Yeah, I kind of felt that way. I, I've never, like, really, really watched it, but I know that, like, the lore is pretty deep with uh, Adventure Time. Like, uh, it, It's in the same realm where it's, like, it's a kid show, but it's not really a kid show, but it yeah. has such love. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, Adventure Time gets, like, dark. Oh, yeah. And, like, gets real sad. I yeah. mean, the whole, the, the Ice King, the, that his whole story is so fucking yeah. sad. And then his daughter. I mean, the oh yeah. man, I, I can't even like. It's it's really fucking sad. Yeah, Gravity Falls is like the same thing too. Okay, yeah, that yeah. one that one you might kind of actually enjoy. Okay, but um, yeah, Steven Universe, everybody. Steven Universe, please go check it out. It's on Hulu, all episodes. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. What so, movie are we doing next, Zach? Or did uh, you not get that far? No, I do. Call it in the air, Frank. Heads. We're doing Enemy. Okay, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. I know that movie. It's a good movie. I've seen it. And uh, now I have seen it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the podcast now. <laughs> Go. Uh, okay, great. So, Enemy. All right, that's, uh, that's what we're going to be watching next. So, if you guys want to watch it with us, uh, I will be in my underwear mm-hmm. eating popcorn out of my belly button. I will be drizzling hot chocolate <laughs> on myself and leaving it there for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Leonardo DiCaprio. Daniel Day-Lewis. Steven Universe. Forever. Thank you, guys. Now, Frank, roll the credits.